Keycard presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Illustrating super dudes and young heroes out in the far sector. This is Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm your host, Andrew Young. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Petula Neal, but not in the intro, because this is a special comic creator interview episode that we recorded at Fan Expo Canada. This is a great one we got going here today. We actually got to talk with illustrator and comic artist Jamal Campbell, another great greater Toronto area comic creator who's doing some great work over at DC Comics. Of course, right now he is working with Joshua Williamson on the Superman title. He's also known for the book Far Sector and Naomi. We talk about all those titles and more in this very fun sit-down interview in Artist Alley. So sit back and enjoy as we talk some comics. We're in Artist Alley. There's a sea of humanity around us. And uh, we'd like to take this opportunity to talk with a great artist, Jamal Campbell. Thanks for talking with us today. Yes, no problem. Yeah, so... Looking at your, your published work through through DC, I have to say, when it comes to a debut of like having a, a new character debut, Naomi, you can't get any better, you know? Like, that book just kicked ass. And, of course, you got to do that book with two titans of writing, you know? What was it like getting a chance to work with, with Brian and David putting this character together? Yeah, it was great because both Brian and David are super accommodating, um, from the very jump, they were very much like, this is our project. Like, anything you want to do, tell us you want to do it. Anything you want to suggest, suggest that, because they want my input as much as each other's. Like, they definitely wanted this to be a collaborative effort of all three of us together. Yeah. So, you're having that freedom to actually influence not only the visuals, but also the story, especially in season two. It was not what I was expecting it to be considering the big names that they are. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was very welcoming, very accommodating, very like thankful that they allowed me to do that. In that book, I noticed the kind of color scheme before she's aware of her powers. And then sort of as her powers are emerging, it's almost like the kind of superhero is busting out. How did you approach how she evolved visually as she was figuring out, oh, I can do some stuff. Yeah, that was very much it. Like, when we started off, we wanted to very much sell this, like, she's a normal person in a small town. Everything's very ordinary. Mm. And then in that first issue, when Superman appears, that's when you get that first glimpse of, like, the super bright reds, the sunshine behind him. This very, like, almost godly figure coming down on the normal small town. And then he's just out of there. And it's back to the normal, very natural, very, like, not dull, but desaturated colors. And then as she goes on that journey to discover herself and discover her actually cosmic origins, that's when you get into the very, like, deeper purples and the golds that very much represent the cosmic nature of herself. And then you have that final issue where she finally commits to her full powers and understands where she's from, and you get that burst of bright, bright, bright gold to, like, very much signify, like, this is her, this is her, she is here. Yeah, she's almost like embossed at the end. Even though it's flat, she's kind of punching through. I notice you do that with a lot of your women, but we'll talk about them later. I'm going to get back to Andrew. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That, that, no but that you brought that up. Is that, yeah, like 
that that moment with the goal and everything, there is like it does feel like it's coming right out of the page. So is that something that you're always like trying to find? What's the most compelling look that works with both the narrative but also like pops to bring the true essence of the character out? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the one of the things I really like about comics is that aspect of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, as an artist, normally we just get the script and then it's our job to draw it. So we don't have that much input in what goes on narratively, scene to scene. But we have all the input in how it looks and how we get to portray that. And that's where our strength comes in, in portraying emotions and the color scheme and the setting and the composition to best portray whatever the writer is trying to put forth. Because at the end of the day, it's not like you get the script and you're reading the script. You're reading what we as artists do. So we have to try our best to get that across to readers. Yeah, totally. Like with Naomi, what really blew me away is that how inviting and enticing and enriching the character was right away to have like a new character that you're introducing to such an established universe to have that connection right away. So like that in itself, it's like this day in this day and age in comics, you know how hard that is to actually get a new character over with the core fan base and things like that. In that initial issue with Naomi, you get, of course, the moment where you're tying it in to the DC universe with the appearance of Superman. So going from then to going to now, drawing the current Superman title with Joshua Williamson, was there like a build-up in your mind of like, okay, what do I want to do with this character? Like from then to now, is there like, there's a different way I want, I want to have a different take on how I draw him now? Um, kind of. You know, when I was doing Naomi, obviously I had no idea that I was going to do Superman. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't forward in mind yeah but you know because Naomi was part of that Wonder Comics line which was all about young teens inspired by Superman yeah I had a ton of conversations with both Brian and David but mostly Brian because he is his favorite character is Superman he is the Superman guy at the time right um what Superman meant to him and so that definitely informed how I drew him in Naomi the comic then and then getting now to work with Josh, and both of our Supermen are inspired by the 90s cartoon. So talking about that and how we can incorporate more of that into our run, that was the build-up where, like, I knew Superman, obviously, he is one of the most iconic characters, but now I know him through both Josh and Brian and what that meant to them and how that constructs what he now means to me now. I'd say traditionalist fans will not be disappointed because... Even just walking by yesterday when you were sketching, it was just colors on colors on colors, and just that perfect kind of Dorito-shaped soldier and like. And not the, to mention the square jaw and the spit curl. I are mean, spot on. Yeah, yeah, it is delicious. It is giving you happy. There's no desaturation. I'm sure many people will be like, "This is my Superman. This is how he should look. This is the fit." This is the energy. I mean, he's always kind of like traditionally attractive, but this guy, like, this guy could get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, normally I'm more of a Clark girl, but I'm like, okay, Soups, you could have at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely, he's bringing the energy, definitely. Yeah, I was like watching Superman's while you got were the, Superman yeah. has the BDE here coming through right there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, that big Kryptonian energy yeah, yeah, is coming yeah. through. Getting to draw this character now, of course, it's a character that, like, yes, it's legendary and it's been around forever, but it's had a hell of a lot of slumps over the years, you know, like dips in its continuity, dips in its fan base and things like that. So when you're tackling a character like this, 
is it more the legacy of the character that is you know kind of puts pressure on you or are you worried about like there's a lot of bad superman stuff out there i want to make sure i'm one of the good ones yeah it's very much that you know with everything i do i want to do the best so i try my best to make sure I'm being true to what I think the character is and make sure that's put forward. Obviously, readers are going to have different tastes, so they decide whether they like it or not. And also, the thing with Superman is he is so big as a property in DC, as in popular culture, that no matter what, you're going to be in that tapestry, bad or good. Yeah. So you kind of might as well not worry about it. You'll either be with the bad or the good, but no matter what, you just have to put your best foot forward and do what you think is great. I mean, he looks amazing, but (laughs) honestly, my favorite character of yours is still Sojourner from Far Sector, and we talked about this. My favorite fit is the Matrix moment, so I just want to talk about how you put that whole the outfit, the room, the chair together, the the hair for that moment, because she has a million different great hair looks in that. Yeah. When I started on Far Sector, um, one of the first things that Nora, the writer, told me is that no matter what, throughout the book, Joe is going to make fits with her constructs. She is going to have a cape. She is going to have a poncho. She's going to have a hat. She's going to have accessories. She's Her makeup's going to be on point all of the time. Like She is going to look good and look great because she is the superhero in this far sector where there are no other humans, there are no other superheroes, there are no other... The DC Universe basically doesn't exist out there. Like, it's just one her, so she has to be that shining beacon throughout the entire book. And also, it was just both of us having fun with what we could do with her. Like, other Green Lanterns don't make clothing (laughs) out of their constructs. She does. This is her thing. As well as, like, you know, the big fist, the big and Vangelion giant robot like she is also a nerd at heart she has a John Stewart figurine yeah um, that she carries around her, with her um, so yeah getting that those aspects of her character that multifaceted thing that Nora is so good at doing with her characters like that was the biggest thing in terms of like presenting Joe as a Green Lantern that deserves to be a Green Lantern right totally yeah and like Nora of course gives such a rich you know, backstory to this character and a lot of, like, emotion to it. And, like, in your artwork, I really see that it comes out. Like, you can tell that she's, you know, she's carrying a lot. And so when you were drawing those things, were you thinking about, like, kind of the emotional journey that Joe was going on throughout to, like, even, like, influence, like, say, mannerisms or body language in your drawing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the unique things with Far Sector was that It was mostly written completely by the time I was on the book. Before I even started on issue one, I could read up to issue 12 and see what was going to happen, the journey she was going to go upon, her backstory from issue five, I believe it was. I knew that from the jump. I knew her history of being a police officer, trying to do good as a police officer, but failing because the system is set up to fail her. Yeah. And how she brings that into now being a Green Lantern, where she is kind of a galactic police officer, but she doesn't want to make the same mistakes that she made prior so when she is addressing the council she isn't trying to play politics she's trying to get them to do the right thing no matter what and she is hitting those walls and trying to hit harder trying to break through that to make sure that this city that she's been assigned can make it through and make it through with dignity and grace and with righteousness 
which is something that she wasn't able to do back on Earth without her powers. Yeah, I would almost think of her as one good green apple. Because <laughs> the rest of the bunch is definitely spoiled. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why am I rooting for the space cops? Oh, because, <laughs> because she's literally had this experience and then she's like no we can do better and then she ends up in the same scenario again where she's like there's a conflict a protest like what side should I be protecting I just want everyone to stand down because they're not acting right and they're not doing right and this will ultimately end in violence and I love once you get to that point in the book how with those stolen moments where we get to see her cozy at home, there's so much fun with her look and her feel. Like, when she's, like, taking her hair down in the protective style and just... Like, I've had a day, y'all. <laughs> so how did you approach how she would look and even some of the... I almost call it production design of her at-home space? That was very much me talking with Nora Sare about who Joe is. Like, we wanted her space to feel like someone not necessarily lives there because she is visiting but someone trying to make the space her own so that's why she has those figurines that's why she has the one picture frame with her family that's why she has like different things from earth scattered around amongst like this alien apartment with like man-eating plants and this door that opens up by touch like very alien things this is her one space that she can just settle down and pretend is home and that's the only times you see her with her hair let down, with those protective styles, with her dressed down where she can try to be herself. And then Marth comes in knocking on her door trying to like interrupt all of that. The book, of course, has a lot of stuff going on in it. And uh, it's, very, it's a very classy book, but it's also a very sexy book. Like you read that book and it's like, well, again, if you actually listen to our Far Sector episode, I'm not sure if it's still up anymore. But uh, yeah, we talk a lot about the sexiness of the book in there. So, who would you say, out of all the characters that you draw in that book, uh, what do the kids say? Has the best Riz? Has the most Riz? I feel like Marth thinks he has the best Riz. Yeah, he definitely thinks so. But he is wrapped around Joe's finger. Oh, like, yeah. Joe definitely, she has a confidence that many people don't have. Like, she knows herself very, very well. And that's why her personality is so enticing to everyone. Like, she draws people to her. She made several aliens that have no emotions fall in love with her. Like, Joe just has it. Yeah, that's and, pretty hot. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's why she's a great Green Lantern, because it's all about Will. There yeah. you go. Definitely. She'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to do another tight five on that bedroom scene. We know how I feel about it. I love it. It's beautiful. It was briefly my screensaver. The sort of aftercare scene. It's it's a beautiful book. All I can say, listener. This one's for for the lovers. Yeah, for the lovers, definitely, definitely. Um, well, Jamal, I want to thank you for talking with us today. It's been really cool talking with you. Love your work. Really, like your art is something that is very exciting for a reader to to read. It's just like not only does it pop off the page. But it's great narratively, but there's just something about it. It's like, I don't know, like, it's very, I always want to keep turning the pages when I'm looking at your work. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. There you go. You have yourself a great rest of the con. You too. Thanks. It's been a
So that was our interview with Jamal Campbell. Thanks so much to Jamal Campbell for taking the time to talk with us. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Back Issue Bloodbath. Of course, you can follow Petula on all the social media platforms that she's on at Obesa Cantavit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T. And of course, you can go to innertiff.com. And as she says, she's also here with me, just not right this second. And if you want to check out anything and everything that I do, the easiest way is to go to geekguardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter, at geekguard. Follow me on Instagram at Andrew underscore of underscore geek underscore hard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Back Issue Bloodbath. We post the new episode every week there. But the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us in your podcasting platform of choice. That way it just comes to you. I don't have to remind you. It just it's there and you can listen at your leisure. And that's what you want. You just want some leisure. You want to sit back, relax, listen to us talk about you know whatever art storytelling comics in general comics creators maybe somebody did something stupid we talk about that too maybe somebody did something amazing we talk about that too you don't want to miss an episode like you're listening right now and you're like yeah you know i missed the past few i I don't know i don't know what happened what happened was you didn't subscribe so subscribe buddies let's all get in this together let's have one big happy family Just subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, and we'll be there. And, of course, if you want to send us an email, email us at geekheartshow at gmail.com with Back Issue Bloodbath in the subject line. And we'll make sure to get back to you either on the show or by direct email because we want to hear from you. We like you guys. We like each and every one of you. And we hope you come back for more. Should be a good one next week. So don't you dare miss it. This has been Back As You Blow, Beth. I've been Andrew Young. My co-host is Petula Neal. And have yourself a good...